what are three things that make you a great agent or will make you a great agent if you're new? Either say them out loud or list them out on paper. Like most of us, your list probably includes your love for homes, your love for your community, your work ethic, your honesty and integrity, your communication skills, your negotiating skills, etc. Scary but true, those are table stakes. That's the minimum it takes to get in the game. Anyone that sells more than a few homes a year already possesses those traits. You won't differentiate yourself with those traits. It's unlikely that you'll cut through the clutter and ever sell more than a few homes if you don't possess what's referred to as the it factor. What's the it factor? The it factor. Do you naturally give off the impression that you have what it takes? Do you have it? I attend a handful of conferences every year. I'm surrounded by hundreds and oftentimes thousands of agents. They come in all shapes and sizes. When I'm there, I like to do an experiment. I talk to as many different agents as I can. Honestly, I don't even care what the subject is about. Sometimes it's work-related, sometimes it's not. And after a few minutes, I start to assess whether I would hire that person or not. Would I hire that person to sell my house? Are they self-assured without being narcissistic? Are they engaging without dominating the conversation? Do they ask me questions and take interest in the answers? Are they well put together? And do they have the it factor to make me both trust them and to want to work with them? In doing this over and over, hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, I have a few conclusions. I don't have a type. About a quarter of the time, I have a resounding feeling that I would, in fact, hire the agent to sell my house that I just interacted with. Over the years, these agents have been young and old, male and female, black and white, experienced and new. It's not who they are. In fact, it's not what they know. And it's not what they've accomplished. None of those things win me over. Some of the smartest and most accomplished agents that I've met, I would never hire, not in a million years. At the end of the day, it's not what they've done, it's how they make me feel, feel. Put as clearly as I know how to say it, the it factor is basically the knack for making other people feel good or feel safe or feel understood. We spend way too much time trying to win people over with how much we know and how many times we've accomplished what they need done. That's precisely why so many experienced agents don't get all of the business. It's also why so many new agents burst onto the scene and earn market share without the requisite experience. It's because the experienced agents too often speak to a potential client's brain and the newer agents have no choice but to speak to their heart. I'll take someone's heart over their brain any day of the week. So 
two important conclusions. You need to know how to win hearts, and just as importantly, you need to know which hearts to win over. First, how do you win someone's heart? Well, here are a few thoughts. Number one, ask questions and take interest in the answers. Follow their responses when appropriate with more questions to get to the essence of who they are and what they need. In other words, seek to understand rather than to convince. Number two, be present. Being present is incredibly powerful. Free yourself from distraction and internal self-dialogue. Number three, show what you're feeling with your expression and your body language. Number four, reiterate what is important to them and communicate how what is important to them is important to you and how you will precisely deliver on their behalf. Number five, ask permission to be candid and then be willing to share what they need to hear rather than what they want to hear. And finally, be brief, be respectful, be humble, and be in it for them and not for you. As I stated earlier, in addition to knowing how to win over a heart, you need to know which hearts to win over. Or put more simply, who's the audience that you're most likely to be successful with? Going back to the agents at the top producer events I attend, let's single out two hypothetical agents. First, we have the young, self-assured woman, beautifully dressed and accessorized. She enters the room and everyone notices. She hurries to the front row of the event well before it starts, and she readies her tablet for note-taking and sits with perfect posture. On the other hand, we have the middle-aged guy, casual but appropriately dressed, who greets you with a warm smile and insists that you pass through the door before he goes. He ends up in the back row as he's still enjoying chatting with strangers as the keynote speaker takes his place at the lectern. I highlight these two because they're obviously both successful by virtue of the fact that they're at the top producer event. They're both genuinely themselves. They act and look like who they are. So which one would you rather be? The truth is, you'd rather be the one that has found their audience, whichever agent resonates the best with the people that they focus on. Surely those two have totally different audiences. So which one has the deepest relationship with people that get them? Everyone, I mean everyone, has an audience they can resonate with. It's just a matter of having the will to find that audience and then the discipline to focus on that specific audience. The most successful agents, by and large, don't connect with everyone. They've simply found their people, and then their people find them. To find your people, look for those with shared life experiences, or shared interests, or shared beliefs. Never underestimate the power of a common bond. So in summary, you need to define who your people are. Who are the people that you naturally connect with and that connect with you in return?
And when you have identified those people, stop reading them your resume and focus on who they are and what problem they need to solve. I'm Richard Rubin, and this is More Than a Sign. Thank you for spending time with me. Remember, we're all on the same team. If I can help you in any way, my email address is richard at thefrgteam.com. Special thanks to my son, Nate, who wrote and performs every instrument on the theme song and is taking time away from his successful music production business to engineer and produce this podcast. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I work every day to be more like you and your brother.